0: Every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay
1: Hi, it's Mike. It's WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and oh, I remember now. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday at 6.30. And this week, it's all about food fights. Yes, indeed. I know you're getting all excited because you're expecting a messy cafeteria all around you, even if you're not actually in a cafeteria. But see, the thing is, you're not always going to get a messy room with a food fight. Sometimes egg on your face, yes, but it all depends. And there are some very interesting food fights that have happened here in our great state of Michigan and around the world, and we want to look into that. What do you think? Okay, so... From the Associated Press, bar and restaurant owners who are upset about Michigan's workplace smoking ban have a ban of their own in the works. An organization called Protect Private Property Rights in Michigan says that roughly 500 bars across the state plan to ban state lawmakers from their premises. The ban would start on September 1st. The lawmaker ban is a way for critics to draw attention to what they say are the harmful effects of the smoking ban. Some bars say they have lost business because of the ban. Others say the ban is unfair because decisions about whether to allow smoking should be left to property owners. The legislature-approved smoking ban took effect in May of 2010, and critics of the ban want lawmakers to revisit the issue. Now, there have been other reports saying that the ban has not harmed everybody, and there are also people who are happy about the smoking ban. But it's pretty funny anyway, huh? Banning lawmakers. I understand they're going to be passing pictures around of lawmakers, so uh, I wonder if they can actually sit in the bar and not get food, and and I wonder symbolically what that could mean. I, I don't know, but in the meantime, in one of those bars right now, somewhere far, far away from us, up in northern Michigan, I believe there's an eating competition.
2: It was a eating competition that took place quite up in Scotland. It was this eating competition that took place quite up in Scotland. People from all about enter, including a Obia man from in Maruga. They gave the prize to one Mr. Ton. I never see a man eat so since i born. He eat nine bowls of cuckoo, ten punch of fig, a whole bag of rice and a half a pig, sixty slices of dashi and fourteen pounds of meat, and stretching his hand for more food to eat. About 200 contestants enter in this competition. But when Mr. Thorn start to eat, the contestants and them catch cold feet. They start to drop out one by one. The Obia man jump up on mention. To eat with this man, we lose already. Is a spirit he have inside his belly. He eat 18 ponga of edos, 19 pongs of yam, six roast breadfruit and about 12 boy ham. Grapefruit juice and all, he drink 12 Big Mug. If you see how this man eating like a hog. I myself wanted to compete when I see so much food there to eat. Mr. Torn was too hard to beat. So what decided was to retreat. He showed the judges that he was able. He eat everything on top the table. He even eat what the people left over, and still drink a whole bucket of ice water. He eat 200 mangoes, 90 fried chicken. He eat all the bones, the seed, and the skin. He drag off his old hat and wipe face, telling the people look I hate to see good food ways. That same evening, they had to stop this man from eating. They announced him as the winner, as number one champion eater. The judges rarely acted wise. They even gave him the consolation prize. But then they asked him how his stomach feeling. He tell them that he don't feel like eating. 60 slices of fried fish, 18 bowl of peas. Ten quarter bread, 90 pounds of cheese Six big sponge cake, 4,000 beef pie And up to now this man still is satisfied
1: in a smoky bar the Calypso band played, I think. That was Andy Narrell and Relator, Relator being the Calypso fellow, singing. From the album The University of Calypso, where we all wish we could attend, that was on a collection on Heads Up Records, and that was the eating competition. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and what a food fight that was indeed. Well, as we mentioned a moment ago, some bars and restaurant owners in Michigan who are unhappy with the smoking ban want to ban... The lawmakers who passed the smoking ban from their bars and restaurants. It's kind of like a great big palindrome or a conga line, or I, I don't know if you really do conga to calypso, but nonetheless, in other Michigan food fight news, Battle Creek based Kellogg is standing up for Toucan Sam. Follow your nose, you know? He's defending Toucan Sam because there's a group working to defend Mayan culture that has a logo featuring a toucan, a colorful toucan because toucans are colorful, and Kellogg is saying consumers can confuse it with Toucan Sam, which is the mascot of its Fruit Loops cereal. An attorney for the world's largest cereal maker has sent a letter to the nonprofit Maya Archaeology Initiative saying Kellogg opposes the group's bid to trademark the logo. The attorney suggests a settlement that would limit the group's use of the image. The Maya Archaeology Initiative says there is little similarity. It says its logo is based upon a realistic toucan that's native to Mesoamerica, while Toucan Sam is a cartoon character with the coloring of Fruit Loops. The organization says it hopes it can resolve the matter with Kellogg. So you could go to the Maya Archaeology Initiative website and see the logo right now. There is a toucan that is not very cartoon-looking, more computer-generated-looking in front of a pyramid uh, a piece of Mayan architecture now. I, I must admit I don't know if they're actually called pyramids. I need to know more. But I know that it's, that I don't think of Fruit Loops when I think of this, this, um, this logo. Nonetheless, you can see for yourself Battle Creek-based Kellogg fighting for the right to defend Toucan Sam. Food fights now on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. That's the subject of Pandora's Lunchbox. And if you have a food fight, you probably want Julia Child on your side.
2: These are gills, sort of googly red things, and they fit in there. And you cut them at the bottom and at the top and just throw them away. And then you whack him up. Whang!
1: Julia Child, one. Googly thing, two. Uh, None, (laughs) i was stressed out i couldn't count it's so hard to count after zero isn't it but um a little break from the food fights now it's already very stressful isn't it i know i know i know but uh, just a moment to actually take a little break and think about some folks from motown who have gone actually this week nick ashford of the duo ashford and simpson passed away recently he wrote with Valerie Simpson Ain't No Mountain High Enough Ain't Nothing Like The Real Thing and other great songs and we're going to take a moment now to play a song that has the word honey in the title and does fit the minimum requirements to be played on a food show and it's a good thing too because it's a song written by Ashford and Simpson it's called Keep On Loving Me Honey and it's Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell
3: Keep on loving me honey
0: Keep on loving me true Maybe I'm gonna love you
1: Getting in their two cents for peace, love, understanding, and food. Well, peace, love, and understanding. Anyway, that is Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. And that is Keep on Loving Me, Honey. And that was written by the great Nick Ashford and Valerie Simpson. Thank you, Nick Ashford. He has gone to another place, but we can still enjoy his music. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. And another break from food fights, really. This is an important piece of information about things that could look like 18-foot-long hot dogs. This is from the wonderfully named Ashtabula Township, Ohio, an Ohio county that's home to the nation's longest covered bridge now also has what's considered to be the shortest one. An 18-foot span with a wooden roof opened this week in Ashtabula County, it replaces a deteriorating bridge. A spokeswoman from the annual Covered Bridge Festival tells the Star Beacon newspaper that the new bridge is so short that tour buses passing through it will look like hot dogs on a bun. Mmm, mmm. The longest U.S. covered bridge is more than 600 feet long, and it also is in Ashtabula County. It was dedicated three years ago. And you'd think with all that giant hot dog-looking happiness in the world, there would be no food fights, but you would unfortunately be wrong. And that is a sad Sad. It's not that bad, really. But here's something, actually, that's kind of dubious, from Buenos Aires, actually. Last week, this is in the Associated Press last week, one of the literary cafes that made Argentina's capital such a romantic travel destination is now gone. The Café Richmond in Buenos Aires opened in 1917 and became a favored favored gathering place for author Jorge Luis Borges and other intellectuals, For many years, chess players also hung out there, but the elegant cafe lost much of its luster, and most of the tourists crowding Florida Street don't know its history. Waiters showed up last Monday, actually Monday before the last, to find the cafe closed down. The the owners reportedly plan to rent it out for a Nike store and have already cleared out all the furniture and historic artifacts. The workers are now occupying the site and say they won't leave until they get paid. Well, I don't have any information following up on the sit-in that happened the end of last week, but this from last Sunday. Thousands have signed a petition against the opening of the Nike branch on the site of the legendary Café Richmond. Graham Greene, it says, was also another frequent visitor, and the Richmond appears in the Honorary Consul, his 1973 bestseller that was later made into a film starring Richard Gere and Michael Caine. This is interesting, scary, apparently to ensure that it could not be returned to its former splendor, Even if the local government rules against the Nike shop, the Richmond was emptied of its historical interior right down to its grandiosely comfortable Chesterfield wing-back leather armchairs in a 3 a.m. raid. The movers took the precaution of pulling down the security camera on the front of the building first. Classy, huh? And a representative from Buenos Aires' Heritage Preservation Commission calls that illegal. And let's, let's end with some words from Jorge Luis Borges himself. It smacks of fiction that Buenos Aires was ever founded. I judge her to be as eternal as the sea and the wind. Wow. So I can't really get much more poetic than that. But I will mention that last year, British anti-terror activities took a decidedly sweet turn, said a commentator. The Telegraph, The Guardian, and the Associated Press, among others, reported that British intelligence agents hacked into one of Al-Qaeda's English-speaking publications, and swapped out a recipe for homemade bombs with recipes for American cupcakes. Finally, American cupcakes taking their place. Is that what an A-bomb is made of, mommy? A cupcake? That's a C-bomb. I don't know. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Nonetheless, it all makes perfect sense. But Here's something. You know, I think actually the the bar there with all the smoky stuff coming out of it, I, I think they have some more calypso music uh, coming out right now. As many smoking bars in Michigan do, feature calypso music. This one is featuring another tune by our friends Andy Narrell and, and Relator. This is a tune called Take Your Meat Out Me Rice. According to the liner notes here, it's about a, bar, a Barbadian who outsmarts a trini. It plays out much like a folk tale. Check out how the value of the Trini's meat bone is deflated with each chorus from 12 cents to 6 cents to 3 cents. Follow your nose.
2: A Bajan and a Trinidadian Dying for starvation the Bajan said, look, Trini, let me make a cook. I put the rice, and you're going to put the meat. Then we're going both have something to eat. But when the pot was ready to done, the Bajan decide to pull a fast one. The bait say, Trini, I'm a born Bajan. I don't like to fight. But when it comes to the occasion, i going to die for me right. You put in a 12 cents meat bone. You train your guardian lice. I'm going to give you a word of advice. Take your meat out, my rice. Trainee. Got in a big rage. What wrong with you, bitch? I gonna tell you flat, bitch. I ain't taken that. When we were shopping, we both agreed the food will be cooked and shared equally. I put my last penny in this meat, and I am moving until I eat the say, No, frenny, I'm a born a babbier i don't like to fight but when it comes to the occasion i'm going to die for me right you are putting a six cents meatball you train the guardian lice before i crush you like ice take your meat out my me rice This time the pot finish, Trini pick up a dish. The Beijing say, no, 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 never happens so. all. What I mentioned I can repeat. I said to lend me your piece of meat. Trini got so vexed, he started to cry. Bitch, in front of me, high. you're telling a lie. The say, no, no. Trini, I'm a born Beijing. I don't like to fight But when it comes to the occasion I gonna die for me right You put in a three cents meat bone You train the guardian lice Before I give you a beige and heist Take your meat out my me rice
1: Maybe we should just slowly ease out of this bar. Just smiling. Yeah, we're just leaving right now. We're... we're, we're No trouble needed here. Let's get out of here quick! Oh, my... God. Yeah, it's... um. Before I crush you like ice, take your meat out me rice. It's This is getting... This was getting rough in there. I, I'm glad we're on the street here. Look out for the... Traffic. That was Andy Narrell and Relator from the album University of Calypso. Take your meat out me rice. And this is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food, for the most part, except when it isn't. And it's 10 minutes to 7. Our Wolf will help us to face the music in just 10 minutes with another wonderful show full of 78s. Beautiful 78 music and scratching and sounds. Starting at 7 o'clock, yeah. So, food fights, you see. This guy sparked a bit of a fight, but he is now gone. Joey Vento. He was the impresario of cheesesteaks, says NPR, whose Speak English sign at his South Philly sandwich shop made him famous to some, infamous to others. Actually, the Philadelphia Inquirer says this. Joey Vento's sign says, This is America, when ordering Speak English. The sign also sports an image of an eagle in front of an American flag which looks strangely like a cartoon toucan. Hmm, not really. But Joey Vento founded Geno's Steaks, and in 2006 got national attention when he said customers should order their sandwiches in English. Vento told NPR's Joel Rose in 2006 that you can speak any language you want, but the common language of the surviving America is English. I don't see what's so hard about it. As NPR's Jeff Brady said, Vento became a favorite of Tea Party activists— And as recently as this past July 4th, he blasted Republicans in Congress. He said, we didn't send you there to compromise and negotiate. We sent you there to stop health care. Since you didn't do it, vote them out. That's a food fight for you. Now, now a word from, um, I believe it's Jerry Clower. Jerry? My mama
4: made biscuits in a big wooden bowl, squashed that hog lard up in there choked them off and baked them and they was fit to eat. Big, fine, cat head biscuit. And there are some fancy women in Yazoo City, Mississippi what whoop them biscuit across the counter. They go to the supermarket back to the dairy cakes and buy these yellow old cardboard tubes or sleeves full of biscuits and the instructions say you ought to whop them on the counter. <laughs> Every morning, about seven fifteen, down there on Swayze Street, it sounded like a young war. Wop, 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 wop. Them women's cooking them biscuit. I wanna get the news out. I do not eat them kind of biscuit. I ain't hen pecked that much. <laughs> and I am forming the National Association For the Advancement of the Society of Hand Squashed Biscuit. <laughs> and I want to tell you Thank you I want to tell you what you need to do to join my association You don't have to pay nothing All you got to do is just be man enough in the presence of your wife, to hold up your hand and say, Jerry, I'll join it. I don't like them cotton-picking biscuity. Let me see. There you go. Amen. We done got us some memberships here.
1: One, two, three, four, four three, four. Four people. Yeah. I can see you all up there. I see Johnny and Bobby and Jenny and Joey. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and that was Jerry Clower. I see Jerry. From his album Clower Power. Quite an amazing cover, Jerry Clower, standing in a very psychedelic 60s, and yet, also, it's confusing. There's a large psychedelic boot that he's standing inside, he's got his arms outstretched, and a mighty fine suit with a clashingly bright blue tie, and there's a rainbow behind him because it's all very confusing. It's all very confusing. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Still, I'm Mike, and... I just want to mention something where something where there might not be a whole lot of food fighting going on, like in the Jerry Clower thing. And Well, Hollerfest is a music festival in Brooklyn, Michigan. It's 45 minutes southwest of Ann Arbor. It takes place at the Frog Holler, which is an organic vegetable farm that's owned and operated by the King family for more than 35 years. They're going to have the Hollerfest starting Friday, tomorrow, August 26th, and going through Sunday, August 28th. And the goal of the fest, they say, is to form sustainable relationships between artists and communities. And they want to create optimum conditions for arts, culture, and community to thrive. The Holler Fest site is directly adjacent to their largest garden. There's a stone cabin that offers an ideal setting for acoustic music and quiet socializing, they say. They're walking turtles. True. Too Many Biscuits. There are walking trails circling the pond, and visitors can experience the beauty of this special piece of land. And musicians performing include Sherry Kane, Dave Steele, Chris Bathgate, Gemini, Frank Allison, Joe Riley, and the Appleseed Collective, all at Hollerfest, which is coming up tomorrow, Friday, through Sunday, and information on that is at Hollerfest.com. Not known whether there will be any organic food fighting, but that might be an interesting conversation to have Nonetheless, I'm still Mike, and there's a little time left on Pandora's Lunchbox. I just want to take a moment to talk briefly about the peanut butter and jelly crustable wars. Just a little bit. It's too short to really to get all this information, and not as short as a long bus that looks kind of like a hot dog inside of a covered bridge. But nonetheless... There was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich war in which there was a store in Michigan, in Gaylord, Michigan. Alby's Food, a small grocery and caterer, received a cease and desist order one day because they were selling peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with the crusts off. And the thing is that peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with the crusts off were a copyrighted item of Smucker's. Did you know that? No? Me neither. And... There are a number of articles on it in the New York Times. One talked about a bureaucracy in crisis because of all this craziness. Um, There was something called the Uncrustables. What were they called? The Incredible Uncrustables. They were actually incredible. Two entrepreneurs mass-produced them for Midwestern schools, and they went up against the Albee's Food, a small grocery and caterer in Gaylord, Michigan. Many people said at the time that this was an example of copyright and trademark run amok. But an interesting commentary I found from folks in IP and Technology magazine, which I read constantly, every so often, They say the patent actually, the peanut butter and jelly patent actually shows how well the current system works. Smuckers picked on the wrong grocer in Michigan who knew that they were building their product with a weak foundation and further knew how to go about using the U.S. patent system to request that all claims be canceled. And so the little guy won, I think. The little guy, which one's the little guy, beans or cornbread? I think we need to figure that out right now. Get your quiz books out. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for something like a half an hour now. And we're going to hear a treatise now from Mr. Lewis Jordan. Beans and cornbread had a fight. Who's going to win? Is it you and me? Is it peace and love? What'll it be, folks? What'll it be? What would you like on that? And what would you like on the side? This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Stay tuned.
3: (laughs) Cornbread had a fight. Bean bean's knocked Cornbread out of sight bean Cornbread said, now that's all right bean Meet me on the corner tomorrow night I'll be, ready. I'll, be ready to tomorrow tomorrow I'll be ready I'll be ready to tomorrow night I'll be ready I'll be ready tomorrow night I'll be ready I'll be ready tomorrow night That's what Bean said to Cornbread still Cornbread, you ain't straight bees You better wake up or I'll gas you gave bees Been in this pot since half past two bees Swelling and puffing and almost due I'll be ready I'll be ready to, to have a night That's what bees talk bees cornbread bees Always get mad at night. me bees I ain't mad at you cornbread. Cornbread by the toe Bean. Bean said, Cornbread, let me go Bean. Cornbread said, I'll lay you low Bean. I'm gonna fight you, you so-and-so Meet me on the corner Meet me on the corner Do my day And when <laughs> Bean said Cornbread You're so <laughs> bad You always wanna fight Meet me, Meet me on the corner Do my <laughs> night And I'm gonna beat the devil of you Whoo! Cornbread said, I'm almost dead. Beans, beans told Cornbread, get up, man. Beans you know that we go Conbread, Conbread, hand and in, and in, and in hand. Beans and Cornbread, beans and Cornbread, hand in hand. That's what Beans said to Cornbread, we should stick together beans hand in, in hand. hand we hand should hang out together heat like we and silo crops. We should stick together hand like hand hand hot dog and, and mustard. We should get up beans every morning hand hand and, and hang hand 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 out together like sisters and brothers. Every Saturday.
0: WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Thank you, Mike Perini. Time for face the music, and tonight's hour of vintage music is all off of 78 RPM records. Curiously, the first thing that uh, that presented itself when I just grabbed some stuff for this broadcast was a 78 RPM record put out by R. Crumb and his Keep On Truckin' Orchestras. This was obviously a more recent recording than anything else you'll be hearing on the show tonight. This is Wisconsin Wiggles. I think there is a special part for musical Saw. 78 RPM record, probably cut in the 1970s, I believe. (laughs) ¶¶